Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience and almost daily podcast about anything and everything weather and science and earth science, and sometimes off-topic material that the creator and host finds interesting. I am the creator and host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And in just a moment, we'll get to today's material, and I pray that you will enjoy your time here and to help spread the word about Weather Jazz, now available on most mobile podcast apps, as well as on the website, weatherjazz.com. This episode is being produced via the production tools on our host's server, anchor.fm. And if you've ever thought of starting a podcast, take a look at anchor.fm. They make it easy, and best of all, it's free, just like this podcast, Weather Jazz. This is episode number 61 for Thursday, March 14th, 2019, and a very active day weather-wise across the whole country, uh, essentially from wherever you are listening, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, in various ways. Now, the most active weather it was in the central part of the country today, the area of low pressure pushing through Iowa, now Wisconsin, and a friend of mine, in fact, he was a guest right here on Weather Jazz at one point. His name is Jeff Kennedy, and he still lives in eastern Iowa. He was my competition way back when I first started in television weather, my first TV job, and we've gotten to become very close friends in the recent decades. At any rate, uh, Jeff emailed me a photo of his barometer, which was edging down towards 29.00 inches. Very, very deep low pressure system. And that has uh, caused a lot of severe weather uh, where the cold met the warm. And that was a pretty extensive area today from Ohio all the way down to Alabama. Numerous tornado warnings. A couple of tornadoes uh, reported in Kentucky, one in Indiana as of right now. And another one has just recently been added uh, northwest of Detroit. Uh, That one was seen on the ground and has uh, since lifted northward and of course i'm recording this as of uh, just about 7:45 p.m eastern daylight time but what i want to talk about today is in fact severe weather we had a number of severe thunderstorm warnings and uh, and so a lot of people wonder just exactly what is a severe thunderstorm and yes there is an official definition thereof But before we go into that definition, and I will give it to you so that you're on your peak interest, I also want to talk about the way in which severe thunderstorm warnings have been issued since October of 2007. Big difference from October 1st, 2007 to before, there were two methods. Now, prior to October 1st, 2007, the National Weather Service, the local National Weather Service uh, jurisdiction area, would issue severe thunderstorm warnings for a county. And herein lies the problem, especially as uh, some of the counties, not necessarily here in northeast Ohio, but in a lot of places in the country, there are some counties that are mammoth. For instance, you could probably fit four, five, six Cuyahoga counties into some of the counties in the western United States that uh, have very, very large uh, counties but extremely sparse population. 
And so there was a bit of an issue whenever uh, severe thunderstorm warnings were issued for a county which was exceedingly large. But even if it didn't, if a severe thunderstorm affected only the extreme, let's say, northeast corner of of, uh, Geauga County, the chimney, uh, what we call the chimney of Geauga County, well, you had to issue a severe thunderstorm warning for the whole county, even though it was moving out of Geauga County, probably, heading towards Ashtabula County, and soon no longer to be affected. But everybody in the entire county received word that a severe thunderstorm warning was in effect, when 85 or even 90 percent of the county never saw any hide or tail of a severe thunderstorm. So the National Weather Service kind of came together and said, how are we going to address this? And they did that by issuing polygon uh, areas for severe thunderstorms. And they don't necessarily uh, adjust to the size of a county. In fact, most of the time they don't. And that gives the freedom now to the National Weather Service to really pinpoint severe weather for a specific part of a county so that weather radios aren't just essentially going off uh, random, well, not really randomly, but for some parts of the county unaffected by a little pocket of severe weather, uh, it prevents their weather radios from going off. Nowadays, weather radios are very specific, uh, and you can program them so that they will only go off if your particular district is affected by that warning. Uh, And uh, that has been in case, or in place rather, since October 1st of 2007. And so far it's worked out pretty well. They fine-tuned and tweaked and made some adjustments along the way. Uh, But right now they are issued as a polygon, a very, very good thing. Okay, let's get back to a severe thunderstorm warning. Are there criterias? You bet there are. And for the United States, here they are. You need a minimum hail size of one inch. And uh, that is a little bit larger than what it used to be. It used to be smaller. Uh, The uh, threshold was 0.75 inches or three quarters of an inch. But it was found that uh, hail that size was A, too frequent, B, didn't really produce any damage until you started getting to the one inch mark. So they upped the criteria for hail to the one inch mark. So you need to have hail one inch in diameter. It's almost golf ball size, and you need a maximum or a maximum wind speed of 58 miles per hour, and that is the speed at which uh, some major structural and tree damage will begin to occur, and those are the only two criteria, and you only need one or the other. If you have one-inch hail, it's a severe thunderstorm. If you have a 58-mile-per-hour wind gust, it's a severe thunderstorm. If you have both, obviously, it's a severe thunderstorm, but you don't need one without the other. One other interesting point, and that's always been kind of a raspberry seed in my gum line, so to speak, is the fact that you do not need any lightning to occur for a severe thunderstorm warning to be issued. You just need the hail size or the wind speed criteria to be met. 
No lightning is necessary. And it's, um, I understand it's tough to quantify lightning, even though we have lightning trackers all over the place now. But at this stage in the game, and I've seen this, where a severe thunderstorm warning was issued for a very small cell that contains no lightning at all. But it contained hail or it had a wind gust of 58 miles per hour or greater. Uh, So there you have it for the United States. The next question I come to, and perhaps you're already two steps ahead of me, is this criteria also valid in other places like Canada or uh, the UK or Mexico or Germany or New Zealand or Australia? And the answer is yes, there are similar criteria, but there are some differences. And coming up tomorrow, I'm anticipating releasing episode number 62. We'll get into some of those parameters uh, on Friday. And that'll be uh, tomorrow, March 15th. Have a great night, everybody, and we'll catch you next go-around right here. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast, or iTunes, among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. And please take a moment to offer a review, and every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. WeatherJazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the WeatherJazz signature is a registered trademark all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on Weather Jazz.